Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron, as always, and ECW's Chad Austin. Hey, guys. And this week, we are going to be discussing the episode from May 18th, 1993, as our journey continues through the history and reliving ECW. Anything you guys want to bring up before we get into our show review this week? Well, I think one thing that we're going to end up talking about is it's going to end up being what's going to be considered the infrastructure financially of the company. Because mm-hmm. now, because I've taken a, a bunch of notes and I understand kind of what's going on based upon the economic level. And we're going to start seeing, um, we're gonna we under, we're, we're gonna when we, once we get deeper to the show we're gonna understand why. Okay. Aaron, let's just rip start. the bandaid off, man. <laughs> All right, rip the <laughs> bandaid off. We of course we start out with a a either very sweaty or freshly showered Jay Sully. It's startled Jay Sully and big perm Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I'm I'm just amazed that they're still at the Cabrini college yeah and like and nobody's went out to the mailbox and got their mail like nobody <laughs> on the show it's still at the same building it's been since the inception of the show it's like the original just, it's the original original ecw arena the Cabrini. Well, why don't anybody run there <laughs> they they, you know? they they keep mentioning the ecw arena on the show and i wonder at this point is that what they're calling cabrini college like have they even gotten to viking hall yet um as far as i know i, I have no idea because i do think they ran i think they tried another building but i don't think it was for a tv taping i think they ran a just a regular house show to get the feel mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I don't want to say it was, no. It, it definitely wasn't the temple, the university temple. Uh, I think it was another building, but I don't think it had the look, the appeal of anything. And I think somebody was waiting on the um, ECW arena because, come on, let's be honest, that's a perfect building for wrestling, yeah. especially for that kind of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, this building is not, but we are going to continue. No. <laughs> We're going to continue our shows through. The Cabrini College Fieldhouse and uh, Sully. Yeah, every, Stevie. every episode, I don't know if you guys know, but every episode the crowd gets darker and darker. Like, yeah, I they, noticed that. I noticed that this yeah, week. And it gets scarcer and scarcer. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's getting darker and darker. <laughs> At some point, these people got to eat. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> At some point, they have to eat something other than the hot dogs and the sliced pizza. If they uh, even have any more, <laughs> no. I think there was a. I think that I think there was a pizza place, like not like right around the corner, but behind it, or it, even it was in walking distance, where you could send somebody out to get ten pizzas, whatever. And I, and I'm pretty sure they cut them a deal, you know. Yeah, because I'm sure you sooner or later you might see a, a promo or an ad for um the pizza place or whatever it is. <laughs> Probably when Eddie Gilbert goes down on South Street, we haven't got there yet. But I, th- I think you're right, though, actually, because I, I I see that in my brain, him and Sully being at a pizza place later yeah. on down the line. So, yeah, so now- I, I don't I don't doubt that at all because I know what Eddie Gilbert's doing. I mean, they're they're clearly running out of stuff, and 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 what what they're what they're doing is they're trying to make. I'm not even going to say it's chicken salad. Not even close. They're just trying to make chickens anything <laughs> out, of, out of what they have left, you know? Because mm-hmm. once they started, I mean, we're getting ready to get into it in a second anyway. But first we had the Morocco promo. But once they start going into the recaps of last week, and when you yeah. show a whole entire match yeah, instead of that's the in finish. Yeah, it's in my notes too, yeah. Yeah. When you start when you start doing that, then basically you don't have enough time to fill. It's like those uh, it's like those um, um, like ninety four and ninety five raws where they would tape like four to five weeks at once. So then by the end of the the taping, like that, you'd have a week where they'd show a match from SummerSlam or something because they were just out of shit to show. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that that's exactly what Eddie Gilbert was doing, and and the bottom line is. If anything, 
it's showing Todd that, hey, look, I'm being economical. Mm-hmm. How about how about we take some of that money that I'm not spending on TV or whatever and bring in some higher price talent? Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's smart. Not only is it smart, it's the right thing to do, period. Yeah, especially if you're sure. taking a, a company that's, you know, baseline probably broke and trying to make, you know, turn this, like you said, turn chicken shit into chicken something. <laughs> chicken something, dude. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what Todd's Todd's financial, um, you know, what his status was. I know he was a well-to-do guy, but I don't know what well-to-do is in 93 as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, you have a full-time payroll. Right. All that kind of stuff that could mean a, a bunch of different things, but I mean, I, I think Eddie was right. He was just doing what he could with what he had, and and as we get further into the show, I I will I will start telling you why certain things are done the way they were done, and I, I can already see what Eddie. I can already see just being around Eddie the little time that I was how he thought. Well, we start off with, uh, as we said, Sully and Stevie out there. Paul E. comes out, and I put, before we get to the Morocco promo, the only thing that I had about uh, Paul E. here was, first of all, the the Ted Kennedy joke that he dropped. Yeah, I wrote that down. (laughs) The wrestling business. Was that like, um, was that, I'm sorry, go ahead. He said the wrestling business needs a businessman like a drowning man needs Ted Kennedy. (laughs) Was that something new in the news? Relevant? No, that was like old shit. Like Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy got drunk back in like I don't know, eighty something. I don't know. It might even been before that, but Ted got drunk and crashed a car into a lake, and he survived. But the chick he was with drowned and died. Okay, I'm pretty sure I heard of it. I heard about it. I'm pretty sure I have, but I just didn't know if that was something that was in the news. Yeah, Paul was, was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, it was just <laughs> random that he brought it up. That late, I thought, but yeah, that's what that was. And the only other thing I have about his promo here is that every once in a while, if you notice, Polly slips out of being Polly and slips into being Roddy Piper. Like he goes into almost a Roddy Piper voice sometimes. He did during this interview for a minute. I saw you talking about when he raises his voice. Yeah, yeah. He, and he and he and he's pulling the hole. He's not scared of ECW or Todd mm-hmm. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I, I didn't write it down, but yeah, now that you mention it, I can clearly see that. And then we have the Morocco promo. What did we think of that? Well, I mean, he's calling out Sandman, so maybe that means we're going to get away from fucking Rock and Rebel and Sandman. Oh well, boy. Um, the only thing, I, like- the only thing I got out of the Morocco promo, besides it was a typical Morocco promo that really had no direction. <laughs> you know, it wasn't going anywhere. And the only thing I got out of it was I gotta find out a place to order that shirt. That was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool Hawaii surfboard shirt. I thought that was pretty badass. And then, then he's talking about how he surfed the biggest waves in Hawaii. What's he? Two hundred and sixty-five, two hundred and seventy pounds. How? What the fuck? I, I, I gotta see this. <laughs> this is the footage you should be showing me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that I, I just thought that was what it was, and I'm pretty sure that probably may have been the end of Morocco's day, like this taping, like mm-hmm. not not only the end of his day, but the end of his pretty much tenure. Like it's coming, I, I can tell it's coming to an end. He looks so non interested in even being there. Yeah, yeah. He just, he then, just oh, go ahead. Aaron. No, go ahead. Say your no, I was just gonna say he's just he's just reciting like this promo. The, what I wrote down is. It's like he's he's just doing a a best of promo. Like he's he's taking some of his former promos from the past and kind of mixing them together and just giving us a little a little best of Don Morocco. You know, oh, I, didn't to- really put I totally agree. It. <laughs> I totally agree because it really didn't have any any ending. No, he didn't no, challenge anybody, right? Yeah, he, he, he brought it. He brought up Sandman. He brought up Sandman. Oh, okay. Well, well, lucky us. But I, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even positive. Maybe we'll find out. I'm not even positive that even happened, but maybe it did. And I'm sure the Rock and Rebel is going to be involved. If it does, <laughs> fuck. And Jay Morocco, Morocco, I can just Morocco was what it was. It was just it was killing time. Mm-hmm. That's all it was was killing time. He could have cut that promo in about thirty seconds, forty five seconds, but 
he just talked because Eddie is probably like, no, keep going. You know, the only thing he, the only thing he was missing was blowing a snot rocket. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like he, because <laughs> I mean, the way Eddie was or Paul and shit were bitching about Philadelphia and all the other shit, and Eddie's wearing the New Jersey Devils, yeah. like shit. Yeah, that would have been, it'd have been awesome. <laughs> But you know what? It would have made him a bigger baby face. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's probably why he didn't do it. Hey, bud. And then Jay Silly ends it. And right before he sends it to commercial, he goes, Hot Stuff International, the Dangerous Alliance, who knows? <laughs> what a sell uh, job. What a sell <laughs> job. Yeah, obviously, Jay obviously, Jay Silly's not in the know. I think almost any, every fan in the building pretty much knew where this was going. But Jay, Jay Sully's the only idiot that didn't know where this was going. <laughs> Jay Sully, wet and clueless as usual. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's something else. <laughs> but I, I, I can already, I can already tell by going through the um, the archives of what's coming up that I can already tell who's about ready to leave. Just, just based upon what they're building up. In the future, so yeah, they're start. You're starting to see the writing on the wall, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that I wrote, and that's one thing that I that I, I mentioned that I was going to mention about Gilbert of what he's doing. But now, now where are we at again? Are we at the um? We're at the what I thought was going to be maybe footage of the finish of our tag team championship match from last week. However, the entire goddamn match. <laughs> they gave me the whole match just in case I missed it last week. Or wanted to see it again. <laughs> that's doubtful. That's because... another. That's another thing that Eddie Gilbert was doing was killing time. Mm-hmm. He didn't have enough footage, and the only note that I took out of this was I. I, I completely walked out of the room. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, I think I was scooping the kitty litter box. I don't know, <laughs> but I wrote that. Um, do any of you guys know who um, uh, Bob McGee and um. I, I know him as Buck Robley. I, I don't know his real name. He's one of the front row guys. I have heard the name Buck Robley, but no, I don't no, no. know. Buck Robley is an old wrestler. Oh, I think his okay. name is Bob McGee. No, no, I didn't know. Oh, I don't... If he, if you, he was there, he's one of them front row guys mm-hmm. that's there every show. And his brother is a big guy named the Sarge, and they always sit next to the the, the Hawaiian shirt guy with the hat. Mm-hmm. And he was on the big mustache. Yeah, yeah, the, the bushy hair. Yeah, like yeah, like they were old friends of mine from back when I worked there. Like we would hang out at the hotel and stuff. They were very, very intelligent, and they were just like they always thought they were part of the show. And I always, I love that because you know, mm-hmm. how the fuck can you guys sit there for? I don't know. It has to. It had to have been a three hour, four hour show. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and and you have no idea what's going on because it hasn't been pieced together yet. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like they're uh, they're doing it in sequence, and you know what's going on. You have no idea what's going on, and they're throwing they're showing enthusiasm. But I always loved when I would hang out with Bob McGee and his brother Sarge and my buddy Scotty Astro. We're the ones they started calling him Buck Robley. And before we were friends, we used to always see him at conventions and shit like that. We would yell out Buck Robley, Buck Robley. <laughs> And, like, nobody knew who we were talking about. But after a while, he started listening to us. And now, we, every time I see him, I just call him Buck Robley. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I couldn't even remember his name. Because <laughs> his name is, um, what did I say his name was? Bob McGee. Bob but yeah, McGee. It's, it's Buck Robley. And then right next to him was the, um, was the, was the hat guy who mm-hmm. always has to get involved. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and every, yeah. yeah, he must live there. <laughs> Well, just like the wrestlers at this point, here's yeah. Cabrini. He's 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 bunkmates yeah. with Don Morocco. <laughs> Hopefully, if some of them are smart. They were taking classes. <laughs> Fuck, because some of these guys they don't even know, it, but they're on their way out. And 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 now we're getting as we go further on to the show, you can totally see what I'm about to tell you. What's about to happen? And that being said, our next match is a rematch, quote-unquote, from last week. I'm glad they just didn't play the same match. Uh, Snooka and Gilbert against Max Thrasher and J.T. Smith, featuring the highly anticipated heel turn of Max Thrasher in this match. I'm being facetious, of course. 
No, exactly. See, now what, what, I, what I'm, what I'm going to get at while I'm going to tie this all in as to why they're running out of shit mm-hmm. is that Gilbert realizes that the next set of TV tapings, he's not going to have Morocco. He's not going to have Snooker probably. So he has to build upon whatever talent that he has there. Right. And considering considering Max, JT, or I don't know, what's his name? Max Thrasher on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Phil is, is, is a buddy of mine. He trained a whole bunch of guys. And JT, they're local talent, and plus they're using uh, Max's ring. Right. So Gilbert's going to have to figure out, okay, the next taping, I don't have all this talent here. You know, that's why you're seeing these hodgepodge matches or, or whatever in, at the end of this, because they're running out of, out of footage. So they're going to have to use the, the local talent to cut corners and, you know, make um, programming. And I, I totally saw that. And I was just like, God damn it. Eddie Gilbert, he, he's not, he's not, well, he's not a genius at this point because he's kind of really screwed it all up. Like just going too long with what he had. He needed more money. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. He needed more money, but I can see what he's looking at, you know, He's, he's taking the um, he's taking the big board and looking at all his talent. This is what I got. This is what I have to work with. You know, the next taping. So yeah, I totally understand what he did, but it didn't make it didn't do anything for me. Like I didn't I didn't have any more interest in Max Thrasher than I did a couple weeks before. And during during oh, this ahead. match, Stevie Wonderful. I, I I know I'm keep harping in on this guy, but it's <laughs> I fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> He says, oh, that should have been a disqualification, Jay Sully. And Sully's like, what are you talking about? Like, what's a disqualification? And he was talking about that fucking J.T. Smith jumped off the second rope and and hit a hit a elbow on the fucking Eddie Gilbert. And he's like, that's a disqualification. He came off the ropes. Jay <laughs> Sully's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And then he tried to say that there was, it should have been a disqualification because there was two people in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> and no one. Like in the, this guy, the guy made a tag. I think JT had the guy in like a front face lock, and he reached over to make a tag. And Stevie Wonderful just go, "That should have been a disqualification." There's two guys in the ring, <laughs> and nobody's I wearing mean, wool. It's, it's, nobody's wearing wool tights. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, Stevie Wonderful just just trying to do his job. You know what I mean? <laughs> He, he he's not like he's not Jim Ross. He's not even he's not Joey <laughs> Joey Style. He's not, you know what I mean. He's, he's not even Chris Cruz. He's just trash. <laughs> I don't know. Chris Cruz wasn't that bad. I mean, he's just a dick on Facebook. <laughs> For those of you that don't are like just listening, post, by the way, unless you want to get a why are you liking this? You're a jabroni. For those of you just listening <laughs> to the show for the first time, by the way, if you haven't been following along. Go back at least to last week and listen to last week's show and our mad adventures of Max Thrasher, Canadian Wolfman, and Tigra. That was fun at the end of last week's show. But um, the, what I put here also was Thrasher does his his he trips he trips J T Smith. But in reality, the funniest thing about this is that him tripping J T Smith had nothing. J T Smith was already in the position he was going to be in yeah. to take that he loss doesn't. anyway. <laughs> Because that, that's like J.T. Smith. He wouldn't have tripped anyway. <laughs> like, you really didn't do it. You know, you, you, just, you just threw your hand out there. <laughs> and J.T. fell. I mean, I love J.T., but God damn, man. I mean, I, I, I just couldn't see working him and having him tell me you're going to do all this stuff to me. I'm going, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what they say in wrestling school. If you can do it three times perfect, then you can do it. I JT's never done anything for, <laughs> for me to say, hey, I'm gonna I, I gotta work on Monday. So can you not kill me? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, I love JT, yeah. I mean I mean after that the max turn, well, you can already see that Gilbert's wheels are in motion where he needs he needs Max Thrasher for future tapings. He needs it to, he needs it not only for the ring, mm-hmm. but he needs to have local talent to fill programming spots. So I mean, at this point, I was just wondering why? Why are they showing? Why are they showing um like old shitty matches when we're we're, we're building towards the Texas Chain match massacre, and then we're we're getting ready to we're getting ready to pitch to a funk a funk promo. Mm-hmm. But why would we do more promos? 
or more yeah. packages to right. build instead of showing that crap. I, I mean, crap is a is a strong word, but you know what I mean. It's instead of showing that, why not show like why we're having the Texas Chain Master? Because it was it is it a week or two weeks? It's is, June June nineteenth, so it's it's about a month from when this airs. Oh, so basically the car's not already f- not already filled out yet. I got yeah, you. I think I think the, the only one that the only one that they've announced that I noticed on the card so far is Gilbert and Funk. However, I agree with you though. There's times in the show where they're totally wasting precious TV time by you know, especially since it's a local show, you need more time to sell tickets. So why not use this precious TV time to sell tickets instead of having me watch t- the tag team title match from last week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just stuff that Eddie had in the can that Todd just didn't want to burn. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I had a better explanation. That's a terrible explanation, but yeah, you know, maybe that's it. Is that they mm-hmm. don't want to waste the tapings? Because once once we get into some uh, later on stuff, and boy, do we get into this later on stuff, especially when you get when the Sandman and the Rebel. But um, <laughs> I actually wrote that I thought it was a decent funk promo because mm-hmm. um because Terry actually he he um he dove into like the history. Yeah, yeah, well, he, yeah. I was going to say he was much more serious. You know, he didn't have the horse's ass joke or whatever, which is what it is. Or the crazy, the crazy bulldozer deal, which yeah. was fun. I'm not saying none of that was fun, but he was more reserved and serious here. And it sells the, it, it, the, the it, gravity it, of the match. It's like he's getting more serious as he's getting as, more. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so let me ask you, do you think he taped all them promos in the same day? Probably. Like you That's think, Eddie had this, you think Eddie had this laid out about, Two months, three months ahead of time, I, or at least at least after they had that match with uh, Carluzzo and, and right. And remember that, yeah. At, at least he think he had this laid out where you know in two months or whatever we're gonna, we're going to do this. So the he shot all the promos at one time. The way it's unfolding to me, it feels that way. Especially since if you notice, what has it been two two or three weeks since we've actually seen Terry in the actual arena? I think. Yeah, probably. I think it was, I think it was I would like two, probably say two weeks. Mm-hmm. So and then, you know, that, and, and that one time we saw him, he just came out and and chased Gilbert out. I mm-hmm. think it was something like that. He, he didn't even stick around. No, he just chased like either Polly or Gilbert out, and that was pretty much see you later. And that's another thing that I wonder what if we have had. I know we keep getting into this, but I find it terribly interesting. I'm I'm wondering if we have actually been through two tapings at this college because there's some things where you know like funk's not around now for the past couple of weeks so was this a where are we into a taping now that he wasn't at um well i don't know that's that's something um i might have to message um a friend of i mean i don't know if he's a friend of the show but jim molyneux who i Mm -hmm. reached out to is possibly being a guest because he's been there from day one right but I, i i highly doubt they had two tapings there I think they they did one because I do remember doing a couple of shows where they were um, they started at like noon or two o'clock, and okay. they 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 lasted until um, either forever. there was they well I mean yeah, forever but there was either there was either a night show mm-hmm. or they just had the building to themselves so they just taped you know a shitload of stuff and and the way you can see the way it's taped now it's just matches. Yeah. So the people in the, the people in the building don't know what's going on. Like they're not, they can't follow along because there's no commentary telling you stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's the, only, the, the only reason I think the only reason I think it might have been unless I walked away from it, but the only reason I think it might have been two tapings is because the arena or the college itself or whatever changed a little bit. With that guardrail, that guardrail wasn't there when they started, and then when they came back, they had a guardrail. That's the only reason I think it changed. Well, that's funny you said that because I noticed that um, I noticed not I, I didn't notice the guardrail, but I noticed that Gilbert changed outfits a couple yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Gilbert either knew that ahead of time, or maybe you're right. Maybe it was a separate a taping because I I just don't recall them taping there twice. You know, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, but I noticed Gilbert changed in outfits, and I was like, ah, oh, at least he's smart to do that. Oh. Yeah, he's living in the same spandex for two months. 
Like, if, if wrestling was real, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus, come on, Eddie. So now we have a promo from the Suicide Blondes, and they're going to add they're going to add something to their gimmick here because apparently they've they went knighted. to London. Go ahead, Aaron. They've been knighted. Yes, they went to London and sold out Wembley twice. Twice, twice. And, and they have been knighted, Sir Christopher Candido and Sir Jonathan. Jonathan Hotbody. Hot well, I mean, who, who better? <laughs> I mean, when, seriously. I mean, you're not says, getting any. Actually, Jonathan Hotbody actually made me laugh here when he said, when the queen took her scepter and moved it past my beautiful flowing blonde locks and knighted me Sir Chris, Sir Jonathan Hotbody. I actually popped a little. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling that's probably all um, Candido and Polly. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like something that that that, um, that Chris probably would have thought of and ran about Polly and, and Candido being like so green. Polly had to had to you know think about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's not. It, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. It's something else because you know it. It still takes the heat off the fact that, or it don't take the heat off the fact that Johnny doesn't have blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So it, it just it is what it is. All right. Before we go into the match, anything else on the promo? Nope. Uh, nothing. Nothing stuck out to me other than I mean, Candido is is like, and I hate to keep blowing smoke up his ass because not because he's a friend of mine, but like he's a shining light here. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can like, totally see where he's a different. I don't want to say he's multiple levels above everybody else, but he is above everybody else. Like we're not talking about the match yet, Chad. But I was just. What watching the match, and I didn't put it in my notes, but I thought it, it was almost like Chris was like wrestling down for them. You know what well, I mean? Of instead, of, instead of those guys wrestling up, it was like Candido was like, eh, eh. I'm with these guys, well, so I better just. Right. Yeah, because didn't at, at this point, hasn't Candido done a couple of them Dennis shows in Minneapolis against with like Sabu and stuff like that and Sean mm-hmm. Waltman and shit? Yeah. Like he's he's probably done some of them shows, so he's been in the ring with with you know higher caliber talent. So yeah, he but he's also learning. And at, at this point, and, and it's not any of their fault. It's just the way the wrestling business was in, in this time in '93. There was nobody to work to make you better. You know, you had like you had old WWE talent that was on the Indies, like you know, like Morocco and Snuka. They're not going to really try to put anybody over or elevate anybody. They're there for the money. It's of mm-hmm. course they are. So yeah, but Candido is a guy who just, in my opinion, came wrong, came along at the wrong time. If he would have came around around this around this time, he'd be a megastar. Mm-hmm. And he, and I do actually have on here watching this match. He is the guy with the aptitude in this match. Like if you're if you were watching this match in 1993 as a wrestling fan, promoter, whatever, you're gonna watch this match and go that 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 Candido guy. That's the one I want to hire in the future. That's the one that's well, gonna be a star. He well, stands look out. Him. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, well, he 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 uh, worked at ECW for a few months. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm I'm because he wasn't there when I was there. Mm-hmm. So he he must have left there, and I think Carluzzo may have used him, and I think Carluzzo may have brokered him into Smoky Mountain. If I, I mean, I could be, I, maybe my time timeline's a little off, but it has to be somewhere close. That you and know, he brokered him, he brokered him into Smoky Mountain, where Jim could totally fucking mold him, and you right. know, make him and teach him some stuff, and that's what he needed. He had to work. I mean, he could do an orange rag. Fuck, that's all he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he needed work on it. He needed work on his on his character, which you know he obviously did. This actually brings up a question. I want to ask you guys. It's a little off topic, but that's okay. It's not. We're talking about Candido. I've thought about this before. Do you think? And I know the reasons for him going to the WWF obviously were sunny, but do you think that? And okay, so he came into WWF in what ninety five, summer of ninety five. Do you think that his his mainstream career would have went uh, would have been better had he went to WCW and been in the cruiserweight division in the in that when in that Monday Night War era when the cruiserweights were so hot. Do you think that would have been better for him overall? 
Nah, that I mean that that to me is a tough one because even though Chris was basically considered a cruiserweight, mm-hmm. he didn't look like a cruiserweight, and he didn't carry himself like a cruiserweight. But neither did Malenko. To me, uh, well, to Malenko me. Malenko already had a career of mm-hmm. being a junior heavyweight. You know, he already had a career of it. Chris hasn't even really had a taste of it. So I think he wanted to. Be, I think at the end of the day, he wanted to be a heavyweight, a heavyweight. Right. And you could tell by the, the how he looked, you know, later on, that he definitely wanted to be a heavyweight. Yeah. But I think I think he looked at it like this is not what I want to do, you know. Because mm-hmm. even even back in the days when we were on shows together, he was always in the in the in Dennis Carluzzo's WWA Junior, you know, heavyweight championship, and that's when he was my age, you know, twenty two, mm-hmm. twenty three back in the day. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he would have like I I think he would have frowned on it. But that's just okay. my opinion. So but my, have, my, my best part of the whole entire match was, guess who came out during the match? You don't have a nerd on this? Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, uh, the wandering ball number three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Ball ball number three. <laughs> yeah. Wand- wandering around with pizza <laughs> for all the See, children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's telling everybody he loves the children. <laughs> And he's got a mask on. It's funny because they moved away from that pretty quick. Maybe somebody saw that promo and was like, whoa, did you guys really think this through? Or did he think this through? But yeah, Sal, Sal is out with pizza, and he is uh, calling himself Super Destroyer number three. Or actually, at this point, he's just telling us we're going to see Super Destroyer number three, I believe. It, isn't any of the things I just told you earlier starting to like make sense about yes. how any you know, now see. Once I started seeing Sal, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> Sal don't stick around much longer. I, I, I'm assuming it was a money thing with Sal. I don't, I don't know, or maybe Sal just didn't give a shit. But you know, I'm just thinking like Eddie's just using whatever he can that's going to be there the next taping. So that's why that's why I'm hoping that the Cabrini Cabrini College experiment or project is coming to an abrupt end at some point. Jesus. <laughs> And yeah, at least yeah. at least two times before this match, they stated that this was a non-title match. And when the match starts, Stevie Wonder Stevie Wonderful goes, Tony and Stetson. After this match, they might have the shortest title reign ever. <laughs> yeah, and Jay Sully took him like a minute to figure out what he said because <laughs> he, he never even corrected him. <laughs> Like, he never actually said it's a non-title match. He said something like, well, the match isn't over yet or something. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't write it down, but I heard the same thing because I, po- I I peeked up and I was like, wait a minute. He said this was a non-title match. And all right, whatever, dude. I mean, who's listening to Stevie Wonderful? <laughs> there, there was a trouble. I mean, was that, was that the, um, oh, who was it, the Blondes? The blondes yeah. match, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the only thing I wrote down there was a terrible double drop kick between Larry Winters and Tony Stetson. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? This is the second or third match. No, I, I think it's the second match in a row where they try to double drop kick, and neither one of them are on the same page. <laughs> one guy throws it like Jim Brunzel, the other guy throws it like George Wells. I don't know. <laughs> like, like maybe maybe if Jim Cornette would have taken the move. And said, "Okay, okay, Bobby, you drop kick him high in the face, and Stan, you kick him in the knee, <laughs> and that'll be our new finishing move because that was their double drop kick." But unfortunately, you could kill somebody doing that. Yes, and <laughs> this match wasn't great. The Simpsons versus the Suicide Blondes, and uh, but and then we have a double pin finish. All right, so we've already. I mean, our baby faces have already vanquished our heels. Why continue this feud? Um, but then the beat down after the match to get the heat back, I guess. But, yeah, I just, like, this whole thing was, it, like, why would you not have, okay, here's my thing. Why do the pin? Why not just have the heels feel some desperation and then do the beat down on the baby faces? Why do you have to pin the heels so now, again, you know, for what it is, for whatever this feud is in ECW between the Suicide Blondes and the Simpsons, it, it, it the booking is just terrible here. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think Eddie Gilbert, I don't think Eddie has any idea what the fuck he's going to do with the tag team division. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Because now he realizes that he's not going to have Snuka in Morocco because I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to cut away with they're going to cut out the um two months worth of TV tapings or whatever kind of thing. And so it means you're only going to have um, Morocco for like a day or two. Right. You're not going to have him for like for Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. So he's got to he don't have any idea. There's nobody there. So I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that we're stuck with um with Stetson and uh, Hot Body, like as our tag champions, with really no challengers, which is fine by me. Fuck, do some videos with them, do some promos. You know, yeah. give you tell, time tell, to give you time to find somebody. Yeah, yeah, and in the meantime, maybe just maybe build a character out of these guys. You know, for whatever it is. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't you even? I mean, I'm just saying, Eddie's smart enough. He's been there. Why not even just put two local guys under a hood and call them the Grapplers? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, maybe, you know if they, maybe if they build up Tony and Tony Stetson and Larry Winters, they would have they would have raised some dough. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Dumb joke. Awesome joke. <laughs> but there's no Hunter Q. Robinson. <laughs> he took the week off too. <laughs> I, I um, think. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we're we're in, we're in May. Yeah, I think I think it's September is pretty much the end of um oh Hunter Q. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's probably the last time that I remember. As far as what I've seen when I'm scanning through the stuff. But now, now Morocco still wearing sporting the shirt that I'm trying to buy, <laughs> and, and uh, he's in he's in the ring with our our good friend Glenn Osborne. Glenn Osborne, the bad the man from the Badlands, wherever that is, he, he's getting the um he's getting the biggest rub out of anybody on of all thirty five hours of these tapings, right? <laughs> like he he's been in the ring with most of the best guys, correct? Yeah, he has. You're absolutely right. I actually have that wrote down. Uh Osborne gets another main event match. Yeah, he he worked Snooka, he worked in Lost, he worked Gilbert and won by DQ. Now he's working Morocco and, and 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 it's again, this is where you start seeing these some of these guys starting to get phased out. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of having Morocco. Morocco didn't try. You know, he didn't try at all. And then he ends up pinning them with the stupid pile driver thing. And he almost covered them nonchalantly. Like, come on, dude, you're (laughs) catching a plane tomorrow. This guy's got to come back here. Well, that and the leg. Right. Yeah. I was going to say that he's been somebody they've been pushing. And even during commentary in the match, Sully is talking about Glenn Osborne. Like he's one of the main, main dudes in the promotion, you know, and then yeah. the mat, the match does not reflect the hype or the commentary or the push. Cause like you said, I mean, Morocco essentially treats him like a J Brone in this match. I mean, a, a, a Drake, a J bone, whatever a jabroni is kind of like, it was a little strong, but I don't think Morocco really understood like what was going to happen when he was gone. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, cause I, cause I can attest back then there was no agents. Right. There was nobody. There, there was nobody to tell you, "Hey, this is where we're going with this guy." Mm-hmm. You know, there, but no, it was like Morocco. You're wrestling this local guy, Glenn Osborne. All right, they talk. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to beat you in five minutes, and you know, and Glenn not knowing, trying to be respectful you know, or, or whatever. Yeah, not, yeah, I respect. Like just going, like, well, I'm going to be here next week. <laughs> but the, the whole the whole entire match, I can just tell that you can you can see that Morocco doesn't work very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just lumbering around, walking around. Snooka, yeah. it's the, him and Snooka work the same style of match in ECW. <laughs> well, wait, they just wait, walk, they just walk around. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't wait till we get to the the showstopper, the main event, the highlight <laughs> reel. Fuck. I mean, what? Wh- why haven't they done more of the um, of the of the packages of the you know? Because mm-hmm. you're you're building to this to this this big show, which I thought was a pretty big show. Because I remember after the at this show, after this show, I went to pretty much every show. Because now I'm starting to see the shows and remember going, oh, I, I was there, I was there, mm-hmm. I was there, and I'm pretty sure I was there for this, but for for the uh, massacre. But why weren't they doing more video packages and showing, you know? why this is a big show. I, I don't need to see the rebel 
against the Sandman again. You know, <laughs> I feel like if I was in if I was in the Cabrini College Fieldhouse, um, that I saw the whole entire feud. Yep. Like from start to finish. So why yeah. would I go to the ECW arena and watch it when I just watched it? The whole entire thing unfold. And the funniest thing is they probably recorded this match before they recorded the match we saw last week. <laughs> yeah, they just redid the audio or the commentary, and it's just it's just mind boggling to me. It's just the way how, how, how Eddie Eddie formatted this. I mean, we'll never know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I I just thought like they just they're just throwing anything out there. You know, yeah. At, and this at is, this point, they're just throwing anything out there. Then, then you get the broads coming out. Oh, geez, a whiz. The broads, <laughs> Tiger, who's got to do. She can't come out in a hurry. She can't come out like she's got a big a score to settle. She comes out showing her claws, and and she's <laughs> posing. Yeah, and, and, and they were both very like they they want these. Well, there's a couple things. Like, Stevie Wonderful was like, oh, they should pay me extra for not seeing Tiger. It's like, well, if you want to see Tiger, just she'll be on the pole at 11 p.m. at Shangri-La. You just go to the Jiggly Room. Yeah. And, um, Sam, and it it, it might have been just me looking too much into it, and maybe he was just hitting the move and doing what he thought was right, but he hits like an elbow where it looks like he almost falls out of the ring. Yeah, I don't, yeah being, I don't know if he was being sloppy or if he was like. Oh, you just said, "Is the Sandman being sloppy?" Yeah, okay, okay. There you go. He's being sloppy. You he hits an elbow. Question. He hits an elbow, almost falls out of the ring, and then he hits that shitty, weird drop kick again. Like, didn't he do some kind of splash or some sort? Yeah, but that, that, that I, drop. I, the, the Sandman drop kick is so fucking weird to me. I don't know why. I know why. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> like he he doesn't even set up for it correctly, which is, no. is he doesn't. Like the, you could do two drop kicks. You could do like uh let me say like a Jim Brunzel drop kick. Where you Fantastic. spring up and you hit both feet in the guy in the chest and maybe the jaw or whatever. Or you can do the double feet like where you take a back bump, kind of yeah. like a skip young. Like a sweet brown sugar kind of drop kick, mm-hmm. yeah. and Sandman kind of tried to do both. Like he tried, <laughs> he tried to but throw neither a right. Drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to throw a real drop kick, but he ended up throwing up the other foot. And yeah, it's Sandman. I think he learned pretty much quickly after Paul took over that maybe this ain't the route you need to take when it comes. Yeah, to I the actually, option. I actually have on my notes here. Sandman looks goofy. And so does his drop kick. <laughs> like that outfit's and, terrible, and I've thought that from the very beginning. The outfit's terrible, and then that drop kick is just like it's like it's like a a shot in the dark. Like you're in a fight with somebody, and you just you know you know you just errantly drunkenly try to do a drop kick, and that's what his drop kick looks like. It, then, it was like, like he was he was just at the beach, and then somebody said, "Hey, hey, hey, hack! You got you got a match coming up." <laughs> and he comes paddling in from the the last <laughs> wing, and he he carries his. Like who's serving in Philadelphia? <laughs> Fuck! I got, my, I got my. I got to learn my, a drop kick. I got my plum smuggling onesie, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I can't even zip it all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and they they showed like a guy that like when I looked up because I wasn't completely watching this match, but I looked up and they. They panned into like one guy in the crowd, and I was like, "Is that junkyard dog?" That big like, dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, the black guy? Yeah, yeah, the black guy looked like junkyard dogs for a minute. I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> junkyard dogs in the crowd." <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't make a note about that, but I looked up, and when I saw them, I realized there must have been time to cut for edit mm-hmm. because <laughs> they, they they haven't really gone to like too many crowd shots. No. So when I, when I saw he was wearing the white shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, why are they showing this guy? Your dog? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, why are they showing this guy? And I was like, oh my god, because they just got time to cut. That's another another thing why I realized that Gilbert's just running out of footage. Mm-hmm. And you know, wait wait till we get to later on, like when Paul takes over and he does some of the stuff where he's in like a quote unquote studio. With the doors and stuff, you can see yeah. where all that stuff's done in one day at one place. You know, 
mm-hmm. and it's all after production, post production, and stuff like that. You can see, like, why didn't Gilbert use any of that tactics instead of showing this kind of stuff? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're building your audience because you're only been on for what eight weeks. This is yeah. We're at, well, we're at seven, so yeah, almost eight. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's the same guys. And then mm-hmm. in a week or two, let's let's hope it's next week. It's different, but in a week or in a, in a week or two, you're not going to have the snookers in the Morocco's and mm-hmm. them guys. And then it, you might. Hopefully, we're not going to get like a week or two of just the local talent. Like, oh boy, that's going to be that's going to be something else. And, and we don't we don't get that because after this, we got what I believe is we got Road Warrior Hulk coming in, right? Yeah, I think shortly. Yeah, like yeah. In, 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 a, in a you know in a couple of months. Doesn't Tito Santana show up at some point too? I think. I mean, we'll get there, but I'm pretty sure. Actually, I think Tito Santana might wind up at some point the ECW champion for a minute. Yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> good lord, I might not live long enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, I, a Sandman Rebel match. If I see one more. One more of the Sandman versus Rebel match. I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> well, I think you're, you're going to get another one because this match, like Tiger and Peaches come out, okay, and they're trying to like talk about these hot broads that are in this match, and they both come out in outfits and just make them look frumpy. And, <laughs> and <laughs> not to knock women or whatever, but they look frumpy as fuck in these outfits. I think Fucking uh, Peaches is wearing like hammer pants tucked into some work boots. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then the match just ends. Like those two brawl, and then and and then it just cuts to Jay Sully and fucking Stevie Wonderful, and they're just like, oh, that was the match, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you. Steve, and, and, Stevie, and, and, Stevie Wonderful and, and, actually said during this match that the girls are banned from ringside. So, and I quote. He's asking for more pay because the girls aren't in the match. Shut up, yeah, Stevie. We, we walked away. We were talking about off, that. Steve. I said, oh, I said, Steve, I told Chad if uh, Stevie wants to see Tiger in '93, he just needs to go to Shangri La at 11 p.m. She'll <laughs> be on the pole. You know, it's like yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where she came from. I mean, I I don't know because like, like I said, she she was pretty much gone when I was there. Mm-hmm. But I think that she was either a girlfriend or a liaison of somebody, you know, in the locker room or something like that. That she didn't have any idea what the fuck she was doing. But I mean, but the whole entire thing that saved the show. I, I mean, after all this schmaz of the of the Sandman and Rebel with all the broads coming out and fucking everything up, Super Bowlomo comes back out again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you notice at the beginning of when he comes back out and they're talking to him, he forgets what his name is supposed to be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I'm Superstar Destroyer. I'm not. Uh, I like the I, 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 I even wrote down that I think he said Super, super Beloma one time. <laughs> He's like, Super Beloma. I'm Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm he said, I'm super, I'm super below. Super oh. below, mo, mo. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds the best. I, I don't <laughs> And I can see why Eddie loved him. I mean, I could totally see that, right? Sal well, was say, more confused than Jay Sully. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as much as, as much as we can say about anything he's done in any of these shows, I've never not been entertained by it. Oh yeah, you know, and the guy's super entertaining. I mean, from a from a goofy ass whatever you want to call it, he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> the original PizzaGate there. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I'm sure he really. He, I'm sure that he'd probably been. I, I don't. I mean, again, uh, he, he'd probably been away from the business for so long that he had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know how the business had changed because honestly, the whole entire time I was coming up in that era. I never heard of Sal working shows. Mm-hmm. Well, and he he was he was he was clearly just having fun. Like it, it totally comes across on the screen. He's just having fun because I have fun watching him. Is he going to have the great best match on the show? No. Is he going to have the most intelligent promo? Absolutely not. But I've been entertained by everything I've seen him do, and there's something to be said for that. <laughs> well, I totally agree too. But I I don't know what the problem was. Like you might. I have to find somebody, or I'm going to have to 
call some people and find out what happened, why Sal was gone. Mm-hmm. And if I if I had to guess, it would have to be money, because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Sal was pretty much abasing his his pay off of what he used to make. <laughs> Probably, if that yeah. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he realized he wasn't going to get that, you know, working in ECW, having to work seven times, and you know, at Before, Cabrini yeah. College, and Him's still take a math class. <laughs> But I love Sal. Like I totally see what Eddie was doing, and I, I I haven't I haven't started going to the tapings yet. So yeah, as long as they're still at the college, I haven't been there and I haven't seen him. But yeah, I think Sal ended up like there was a, some kind of problem where he ended up disappearing. And I think and another thing, another thing to to for people that are watching along with us that maybe have never seen this stuff or what have you. You have to remember at this point, I'm just, I know I'm harping on Sal here, but <clears throat> at this point, ECW is literally still just an indie indie promotion. And indie promotions always have that comedy character. They always have that character for the kids, the guy that's throwing candy out to the kids and et cetera, et cetera. So Sal was serving a purpose in this promotion at this time, again, because, you know, this is just an indie promotion right now. It but it was, also, it was also cult following mm-hmm. because the hardcores knew who Sal was. Right. And a lot of them guys, like the guy, like the um, the hat guy, all the, you know, my buddy Bob and Sarge and all them guys, like they all knew that he lived in the area. Mm-hmm. Like they all knew him. So they were all glad to see him back. And people that, when he announced his name, there was people in the audience that, that, that like Sal Belomo, <laughs> you know, like Salvatore Belomo, the Salvatore Belomo. The Salvatore, <laughs> You know? And, um, and I think that was cool. I, I think that was the, what, what attracted Eddie to him the most as far as if we keep him, we can get these kids. But obviously they weren't going for the kid demographic. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> they, so they, guess, weren't, they weren't selling Salvatore Belomo figure. I mean, dolls, stuffed animals. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so I guess we got to the point now that we always do in the show where I'll go around here and I'll say, I gave the show out of five. I gave the show a one and a half. Oof. Yeah, it was That's pretty not, brutal. It was pretty brutal. You were well. One and a half. One and a half, one and a half is that's probably that's one of the more generous <laughs> like ratings, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't even give this a one and a half. <laughs> I think so, I think I would um, I think I might want to agree and say it was a it was a one and a half or at least a one and a quarter because I saw the effort and I I saw like. Like um, how the foundation was being built moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's because the shows have already happened and we know what happened. But I, I would give it. I would give it. Um, would you say a C? Would you say a one? Yeah, one and a half for me out of five. Would, okay, I would say a one and a half, one and a quarter because I see what Eddie was trying, and and it, it is what it is. I mean, we got we still got another year and a half before we get into any of the real stuff, you know, mm-hmm. before we start, before we start seeing all, I mean, before I, I'm even gone, we get the real talent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it was terrible. I agree. I think it was terrible, but I also think that it, it was, it was a good effort. Now, Aaron, you uh, said, uh, you said you didn't even give it a one and a half. I give it a one. This was honestly the worst show Yet, not yeah, not our show. Our show is a five star show, and give it a five star review. But the show we're reviewing has been the worst ECW so far that I've mm-hmm. terrible. Well, I can I can I can see what you're saying because Gilbert was kind of um he was kind of famous for that when he came back into the Continental days because he was big on um taping four weeks six weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Was that did they so, did they uh what what other promotion were I guess what territory would he have picked that up from that he would have been in that that kind of a taping schedule? Uh, well, it wouldn't have been Memphis. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. At this time, probably maybe WCW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right because they taped ridiculously 
They they did ridiculously long tapings for yeah. WCW would tape so much that they'd get to the point where they'd have like a tag team champion, and one of them would get hurt. So they'd just be like, "Oh well, William Regal's the fucking tag champ tonight," <laughs> and they'd go live. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, to, to, I look at it as Eddie was trying to be as resourceful as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, just tape it all, and then hey, we'll find something to do with it. We'll, we'll we'll insert it somewhere, and if we have the redo commentary. You know, over it, we'll, we'll you know we'll dub commentary over it. But yeah, that's what I think. Just just get as much as you can in the can, and then we'll work with it. That's like like I don't want to shit on any of the guys on the show or anything. There, but I mean, they gave it the old Cabron, the the old Cabrini College try. With this <laughs> yeah. it, was it was bad. It's a bad show. Yeah. Like here's the last thing that I wrote on my paper. It just says, "Kidding me? <laughs> like, you're kidding me." You, I mean, literally. I mean, the kidding me part was the whole Stetson and Larry Winters against the Super D's the whole entire match again. <laughs> like you really, you really couldn't, you really couldn't do an Eddie Gilbert promo. Yeah, yeah like why? Why is Terry getting to talk about all this shit, but we don't hear nothing from Eddie? Yeah, I mean, there's He's no, there. Eddie, there's, no <laughs> just, there's no Eddie talking about this match at all. No, there was no Eddie saying, "Hey, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre." Blah, blah, blah. None of that. It was Harry trying to explain it, and then that was pretty much the end of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, so they, they easily could have been, they could have got rid of that whole entire match. And not, nothing against them guys or whatever. And they could have even got rid of the Snooker and Gilbert against JT um, Max Thrasher match, except for we had to stick around for the heel turn. Yeah, how are we <laughs> going to build? If we don't have that, how are we going to build to the epic? The hotline. Epic Call the hotline. contest that we're going to get between J.T. Smith and Max Thrasher. Yeah, <laughs> it's be- yeah, it's <laughs> completely. Uh, that's. I mean, that's probably going to be at the Super Summer Sizzler. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's going to be another card. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand what they're doing. They're just, they're just, they're just doing the best they can at what they have left. So hopefully, we're going to start seeing a thinning of the herd. And we're going to start seeing, you know, different people come in and out because I, I do believe that we're, we are soon going to start seeing some of these guys gone, so probably sooner than later. Well, as of as of right now, I'll read the description for next week for the WWE Network. Get a little preview. Uh, May twenty fifth, ninety three. Paulie dangerously pressures ECW President Todd Gordon to give Don Morocco a shot at the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Terry Funk sends a message to Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, again, obviously. Plus, the Suicide Blondes challenge Tony Stetson and Larry Winters for the ECW Tag Championships, and Jimmy Snuka defends the ECW TV Championship next week. Does Jimmy uh, Snuka even know he still has the title? <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> <laughs> they just strap like, it on him. When's the last time you've seen him wear it? The, the, the first time that he won it? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he, he doesn't walk around with it or anything. He's not very proud of it. <laughs> like you said, he probably doesn't even realize he's the title holder. Yeah, before he, before he goes out to the rings, Paulie just hands him the bell and go, "Hey, you're the TV champion." Okay, brother. <laughs> like, I forgot about that. That was uh, uh, three months ago that I won that. <laughs> no, it was no, it was like three hours ago. <laughs> it was three, yeah, it's three hours ago, Jimmy. It was the same day at the Cabrini College Fieldhouse. And he's like, "We still here, brother?" Yeah, <laughs> he's looking for room service. JYD's in the front row with an eight ball, so he'll be all right. Eh. That's all you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to. Dead. Nobody can sue us. <laughs> we'd like to thank everybody for joining us on another edition of the twenty three hundred pod. If you have not yet checked out the We Can't Wrestle podcast for this week, um, we did trivia. It was fun. I won, and. This weekend, we are going to be taping the next edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast where we'll be talking about our top 10 favorite bell-to-bell in-ring workers who we think are the greatest of all time. So that and so much and Chad, more. You're, Chad, you're joining us for that one, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I've been, I've been working on my list for the last, like, four days now, and I must have 40 names listed. <laughs> yeah, I had, to whittle, I, had to, I had to really whittle that shit down, too. I was like, I it's started gonna be like a, um, It's going to be like a, like a fake... Um, like, like a um, fantasy football draft, yeah. <laughs> you know, where you write your list of like two hundred down, and then you got to whittle it down when to when ten. It's your yeah. turn, when it's your turn, you just yell out a name. 
<laughs> Jack Did I think Sal Palomo made Bristow. my list? <laughs> no, Sal Palomo. <laughs> well, guys, do you have anything to say to our listeners before we sign off? Just thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Well, I, I, I just want to thank um, uh, uh, Damian Kane for being the newest member of the 2300. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can get him on on the show because mm-hmm. he came along after I left. So he might have some wonderful insight on 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 ECW during that time frame. I only know him from working on the on the Maryland Independence and a little bit with ECW and his promotion in Pennsylvania that he ran. I don't know him too well, but yeah, he might have some good stories. But yeah, welcome Damian Kane to the to the twenty three hundred podcast. And you can always follow me as as Chad Austin Demera on the Twitter and. I'm the same thing on everything else. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, and have a great week. And we will see you next week for the next edition of the 2300 Pod.